This is Finding Home, a podcast that provides a room for individuals with truly remarkable and multicultural backgrounds to speak about how their past experiences growing up between different cultures has shaped who they are today. Joining me today is Matilda. Matilda is Italian-American, but spent a large part of her adolescence in Germany. I love her story, where she walks us through the cultural experience of coming from a small Italian town, only to live in some of the world's largest cities like Berlin and New York later on. Welcome to the pod, Matilda. I'm so excited to have you on. So, as always, let's start at the very beginning. So we know that you are American-Italian, but also that you grew up in Germany. So maybe you can start us off by just giving us an insight into, you know, what is the multicultural aspect of your life? Like, where were you born? Where did you grow up? And where are your parents from? Yes. So I was born in a small city in Italy, in northern Italy, about an hour south of Milan. Um, My dad's Italian and my mom's American. And for the first nine years of my life, I lived in Italy, in that town. And then uh, when I was nine, I moved to Berlin, Germany, which is um, where I did the rest of my schooling up until graduating high school. And because I always felt a strong connection to the U.S. um, through my mom's family that I would visit occasionally. I um, always had sort of the dream of living in the U.S. and wanted to apply to university there. And um, I moved to the U.S. for the first time when I was 17 to go to college. And I went to school in Massachusetts. And then my first job out of college was in California, which I lived in for two years. And now I actually accepted a new job in New York. So I've, I've lived in the U.S. now for six years. Um, yeah. I can't believe that you moved to the U.S. when you were 17. That sounds so young. But let's start this off a lot earlier. So you grew up in Italy. Um, how was that, you know, growing up in a smaller town? Um, I'm assuming so you start school there. You know, most of your first friends are there. Um, how was it kind of being from a small Italian town? Yeah, so I think it was a very interesting experience for me because everywhere I moved since then was actually a lot a lot larger environment, (laughs) let's say, Mm -hmm. um, or more culturally diverse. So this was really an experience where um, almost everyone I interacted with was Italian. Most people from this city were born there and their families had lived there for generations. Um, And I was amongst one of the few people in my school that had um, a parent who wasn't from Italy. Um, And I think like one of the ways that this would that I would notice these things is, for example, all of my friends in school would always go to Catholic after school, essentially. So, you know, after every day at like 5 p.m., they would go to the Catholic church to do additional schooling, and I wouldn't go. I was, you know, one of the few people who didn't. So how was it then when you were like one of the only students that wasn't fully Italian? So I'm assuming that you would speak English at home. Yeah, so I spoke a mixture of English and Italian at home, um, always English with my mom, always Italian with my dad. And um, at the time, Italian, I think, was my stronger language just because it was um, the language that I would speak with all my friends and like all my classes were in Italian. And it was also interesting, for instance, because this would come out in like when we would take English classes in school, um, I was the only one in the class who actually spoke English. And <laughs> The, our teachers um, were Italian and they they sort of struggled with the language as well to the point where my mom would actually take me out of the English classes because she didn't want me to learn a kind of like 
Italian English. (laughs) Yeah, Italian English. There's some kind of incorrect English that the teachers were teaching us. And my friends would always be like, you know, where are you going? Because I would just leave class for the end (laughs) of the day on like every, I don't know what it was, like Tuesday afternoon. And I would be like, oh, my mom like is teaching me English at home. <laughs> so like that was an episode like that. Um, I think whenever people would meet my mom, they'd kind of be like surprised or they'd take like, a step back a little when they heard her accent because um, she spoke Italian with an English accent when we were living there. And I think, um, you know, meeting me, they would think, oh, it's just like a, a regular Italian kid. But then when they'd meet her, they'd kind of have this impression of like, oh, she's a foreigner. She's not one of us. And I think that's definitely something that my mom picked up on and was hard for her living in a place that was so small. Because I think in, in a larger city, you know, there's more there's more diversity. There's people from other countries. It's more common to interact with, um, you know, people with different backgrounds. But in the city I was, it really wasn't. Right. That's really interesting. So how did your mom try to make sure, like, would she use... English textbooks to teach you English or was the way that she taught you English mainly just by speaking to you the way that she would speak to any other American child or did you bring books from the U.S. to to Italy to make sure that you learn the language properly? Yeah so she did a lot actually so I think one of the things was I wasn't allowed to watch TV growing up like regular shows that were on cable Um, but my mom would always bring back cassettes from the U.S. right so I'd always watch like Sesame Street, Elmo, um, you know, all of these like kids shows that she would bring for me. There were always tons of books that we would get from my cousins in the U.S. Just, you know, regular children's books, textbooks to learn English, um, really anything. A lot of music I listened to was in English. So I feel like within our household, it was definitely very even, you know, like the amount of mm. Italian language and English language um, or cultural um media that I would consume Mm -hmm. um so I definitely felt like I did have that in my upbringing which was nice right so would you be able to go back to the U.S. every now and then to visit the country as well or would you generally spend mainly like most of your year in the in Italy and if you traveled it would mainly be within Italy I um I think another thing that my mom tried hard was to always make me feel connected to the U.S. and to Mm -hmm. my family that lived here so growing up um I would say Every year, every two years, we would try and do kind of a longer trip to the U.S. during the summer, usually. Um, And we would stay, you know, many weeks and we would stay with my grandparents or my cousins. And yeah. Right. And then, you know, as a child, because sometimes, you know, especially when I was little, I remember my mom always taking me to China and was like, you know, look, you're half Chinese. This is half of your culture. And I really vividly remember me as a little child being like, whoa, what? Like, I was I grew up in the States, but there's this part of me that's somehow related to this country. Right. So like if I don't know, maybe if you when you were a child, did you ever feel the same way? Because obviously you're you know, Italy, you're from a small town. And then how is that for you kind of as a young kid trying to grasp and understand that you are somehow part of this country as well? Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to remember what it felt like during those years, but I do remember certain things where it would be like my cousins would eat peanut butter and I didn't really know what peanut butter was. And when I tried it, I thought it was really gross and they didn't understand that. Um, Or I guess just having this impression of like, we would come to New York City a lot to visit and to me, um, New York was what the U.S. was. Like, I didn't really have, like, much more of a perception other, other than, like, where my family was from. But I guess I didn't 
I never really understood the scale of how large the U.S. was. I didn't, uh, there are some cultural things that I didn't know as a kid or couldn't relate to. Um, I'm just thinking of like, I think I maybe spent Halloween here once and, you know, the kids would dress up as different characters from things. And sometimes I just wouldn't know what those were. Mm. Um, Wow, I can't believe you didn't like peanut butter. I'm not sure if we can still be friends at all. Other places, but in Italy, I don't know anyone who eats peanut. Maybe it's maybe it's a thing now, but at the time, um, no. I'm assuming when you were in Italy, you wouldn't have any of these American quote unquote holidays like Thanksgiving, Halloween, etc. Was that something that your mom would still be quite adamant about celebrating with you, or was that something that you guys kind of just, you know, didn't really look into? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I think both of my parents were um, not very into a lot of holidays in general. So um, <laughs> I, in the household, we wouldn't celebrate that many things. But I think like other than Christmas um, with our friends and family there. But um, I don't know. Halloween was something I really only experienced when I had visited those few times when I was younger mm. here in the U.S. And um I remember I'd come back and people, you know, people would ask like, oh, what's it like? Like, what's Halloween like? And is that what you do in the U.S. and all these things? So, um, right. How would you answer if someone asked like, oh, how was Halloween? I mean, I, I would always be like, oh, so fun. Uh, you know, you like go to all these houses, get so much candy. <laughs> and I think at the time, like um, I, my Italian friends or like families in Italy would also, we're also starting to celebrate Halloween a little bit more. So they would like teach you in English class, like, oh, like Halloween is something people celebrate. And um, people were starting to like know more about what it was and when you celebrated and stuff like that. Right. And then also, so when you went to school, you were never seen as kind of like the outside American kid. You were always very much seen as like the equal Italian kid. I think I definitely was seen as a little different because I... um, Again, there was like the English class situation where I wouldn't go to English class with all my friends. I wouldn't go to religion class. Um, and there were very few other kids who wouldn't as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that was actually probably the biggest division that I think the re- religion and non-religion group, um, because there was so much after school activities related around that, surrounding kind of being Catholic and going to this ca- Catholic after school mm. um, class. So... In that sense, I think there was just this division that was created early on that um, I missed out on, essentially. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, of course, you already mentioned when you were nine, you moved to Berlin, which is, you know, a mega city, which must have been like a 180 turn from the the little small Italian town that you came from. Um, How was that? experience for you is that something that you can remember well was that like a massive culture shock and if yes how did you you know deal with it as a young child yes I think definitely a culture shock of both from the cultural sense of moving from you know Italy to Germany which I think is very distinct cultures and yeah as well as just the the type of environment right because it's not like you don't have small towns in Germany or you don't have big cities in Italy so that's an element as well Um, I would say in terms of the culture itself, um, I mean, the things I remember the most that were like shocking to me was that I was going from like a two hour lunch break in school, like with a chef who would make us food to like a 20 minute lunch break in in Germany that I didn't understand. 
Um, obviously, I didn't speak the language. Um, I didn't speak German. So I was kind of struggling just finding my way around and communicating with people around me. I think the way people interacted, I could Im- immediately tell was different. I think Italians generally are very lively, talkative, loud. I would say generally the opposite in the types of interactions I was having in Berlin. So those were kind of on the cultural end, um, the first things I was noticing. And then, yeah, I mean, I was taking like public transportation for the first time every day. You know, I was able to walk everywhere I wanted when I was um, in the city I grew up in, in Italy. And then, you know, suddenly there's like, I'm taking subways and buses every day. So there's stuff like that. Um, I did definitely enjoy the larger aspect to it. I felt like there was just a lot more variety And that might be now me looking back on it because that's something I definitely appreciate about Berlin now that maybe at the time I didn't realize, but I know was very important. Yeah, I mean, I have to remind myself that you came to Germany without speaking a word of German. And obviously, you know, coming from a small town where everyone you know speaks the same language and now you're a young child in this new big city and you don't speak the language, how is it kind of navigating this new world not speaking the language of the of the country? I think that was it was one of the harder challenges that I've had because, well, and also the school that we went to was a German-American school. So luckily I did speak English, but it was also my first time taking classes in English. Um, and so there's kind of that added challenge as well. It's hard to remember not knowing a language. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know what I did when I'd have to go buy something in a store. I think I was always very shy and nervous. Um, And then I think as I was starting to learn the language more, I would become very self-conscious whenever I had to speak German. And there were certain instances where I would, I wouldn't get made fun of like in a malicious way, but I think people would think the things I would say were cute because I'd make some mistake and that really bothered me. So Mm. then I would, it would prevent me from speaking German even more. So it was kind of just this, a struggle of me trying to get to the point where I was comfortable and confident enough to speak the language Um, And I think I eventually got there, but it it took a while, definitely. That really connects with like one of my next questions that I had, because obviously, like I remember coming to Germany when I was, you know, at a similar age and I found it really difficult and I was able to speak the language, but I found it difficult to integrate and to really fit into the German culture because I came from the U.S., which is really open. You know, people are very willing to, to connect Whereas, you know, Germany is a little bit more reserved, a little bit more, perhaps to say, individualistic. And I'd be so curious to hear kind of how you felt um, and how you perceived the whole process of integrating into the German culture. Yeah, I mean, I think I had a similar experience to you because I would also, in a way, the U.S. and Italy are are more similar in that sense, I would say, than they are to Germany. Um, But I think... Honestly, I don't think I ever integrated in the German culture is how I can best answer that because, I mean, I ended up being comfortable enough where it's like I could order food at a restaurant and like go into a store and ask, you know, answer questions on a test in school in German. But I, I didn't, I didn't really listen to a lot of German music. I never spoke German at home. You know, there was, it really felt like my life was just in a different language. It was not in Germany or culturally it wasn't in German. Um, so yeah, I've actually never thought about it this way, but I don't think I ever did integrate. I just lived there. That's sort of how it feels. Mm, Fascinating. So at this point, you know, you're Italian American and you're living in Germany. 
So if your parents being, you know, your parents are Italian, German, uh, Italian, American, at this point, if your parents wanted to kind of bring you back to your roots, you would have to, you know, be traveling between America and Italy. Um, did your parents at the time ev- like make a conscious effort to make sure that you stay connected to your roots? So would you go back to Italy very often or would you go back to the U.S. very often? Is that something your parents really fostered? I think so. I mean, I my dad was still living in Italy while I was in Germany, so I would definitely travel to see him. I think initially it was hard to feel connected just because it was a, it was an overwhelming transition for me when I was nine to just you know, move to a new place, new language, schools in a new language, all of that. Mm. So I think I actually kind of lost a bit of the connection during that time because there were so many new things I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, But um, I mean, the flight was short between Germany and Italy. So I did manage to go back every so often and visit my cousins there and stay in touch with some of my friends who are still in Italy. And the U.S. sort of similarly, I was I was still able to go every few years and so that the the U.S. relationship was always kind of constant, I would say. Right. Transition. Yeah. And it's interesting because at the end of the day, you did choose to go to college in the U.S. So, you know, I guess the U.S. is never a country that you lived in for longer than, you know, a vacation time. But it would be really interesting to know why you chose the U.S. You know, I guess um, why not Italy? Because Italy is the country that you grew up in, in a way. Yeah, no, that's that. Yeah, very interesting question. Um, I wish I had like a straightforward answer, but I definitely think it's a combination of a few things. Um, I think one of the things is probably just that I never felt like truly either at home or kind of accepted where I was because I always felt like I was from somewhere else wherever I went. Mm. And for in some way, I always felt this like, pull towards the U.S. like oh maybe that's like where I belong kind of sense you know like I didn't feel like I belonged in Italy because I left when I was young and by the time that I was you know getting older in Germany I didn't I felt like I was just in this like new multicultural environment my perspective had changed so much that it it didn't feel like I was like the the young Italian girl like that I had left Italy um as and, um, you know, as I said, like, I never, I guess I didn't really try hard to integrate in the German mm. culture, or maybe I did, and it didn't work, who knows, but um, <laughs> that wasn't working out. So, you know, then I'm like, okay, the U.S. is my option. I, so I, th- I think there was this pull of, like, wanting to belong somewhere, and I thought, for whatever reason, that the U.S. might be able to be that place. I think also, because we were going to an American school, that was um, all, um, kind of a big motivator for me because uh, English was the language I became most comfortable with. And I started becoming more familiar with different, you know, about the U.S. school system and stuff like that. Um, So I guess like for the the U.S. was kind of just this like big question mark of like, what is it really like to live there? Like culturally, I feel sort of from there. Um, I spent so much time, you know, like consuming American media, listening to American music, you know, watching all the shows. Like I just felt this connection and I wanted to know what I would actually feel like living there. I love that. So you moved there and was, what was the answer to the question of, did you find home? Did you feel like you ended up finding sort of the place that you would fit in? I think to some extent, yes. So I would, there was something that uh, one of our history teachers said in high school once, which I never really understood what it meant. And like, maybe it's a little idealistic, um, but he said something like, 
you can become American. Like you can't become German. You can't become fill in the blank nationality, but you can become American. And I think in a lot of ways, that's not true, right? I think this really depends on so many things. But for whatever reason, I think a lot of people do move to the U.S. And um, because it is such a mix of different, you know, ethnicities, religions. And in theory, I think the U.S. at its best is an accepting place for many different types of people, or at least a place where very different identities and people different energies can express themselves, I guess, for better or worse. Um, and I think at times, like, the country struggles, like, politically to actually have this be a reality. But I do feel like there's a lot of potential for here for people to really be who they want to be. Mm. And I think that is something that, at least in Europe, I couldn't see as much. Yeah. Oh, um, that was so beautifully said, Matilda. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what? I'm glad. No, it's right. amazing. It, it's, it's very like American dream. You know, obviously it's like, it, it. there's a feeling I get here that I don't have anywhere else where I do feel like I could do anything. And I think, and I've t- spoken to a lot of people who've, you know, lived, you know, across Europe or the U.S. And I don't know what it would be like to move from a country that isn't in those two continents they feel the same where it's just this like unexplainable energy that um exists yeah and I hope I hope you know I hope we use it for good I don't yeah <laughs> yeah no absolutely so when you re- when you arrived in the U.S. was it kind of like an instant connection that you felt with the culture and just feeling like oh wait now I really feel like I've kind of found home quote unquote or was it something that was more gradual I think a little gradual but definitely you know much faster transition than I had, you know, moving to Germany. I think the first, I would say year or two, I still really felt like an outsider because I was still, you know, as hard as I tried to watch all the U.S. shows and all, <laughs> listen to all the U.S. music and like keep up to date with any like pop culture stuff, I was still missing a chunk. Like there were only so many things my mom could bring back from the U.S. when I was eight, you know. But over time, I think here I really made an effort to integrate myself as best as I could um, because I felt like I could. I Mm. guess in Germany, I felt like I couldn't. And so I stopped trying. And here I really felt like I could make it happen for myself. So kind of tying all this together, if someone asks you, where are you from? What would your answer be? Yeah, I feel like that's probably one of the most common questions to get asked, right, mm. for anyone. And, like, one of my least favorite as well. Yeah. But um, I would say I honestly try different combinations of things because <laughs> it, it's just just to see how people react. Because I, I want to keep it simple, but there isn't a one answer that makes sense. Because if I say I'm from the U.S., it's usually like, oh, like, where in the U.S.? And because I didn't grow up here, there's, you know, no clear answer for that other than saying where my family's from. Um, I think I will I'll often say something like, oh, I grew up in Europe, but I've been living in the U.S. for six years and my mom's American, or just I grew up in Europe and my mom's American, something like that. Mm. Um, it's interesting, though, because when, Ita- when I'm in Italy, I can just say I'm from the town I'm from. Like, I'll just say that, which now that I think about it, it's interesting. <laughs> Oh, fascinating. So your answer literally changes based on where you are located geographically. 
Definitely, yeah. I think. So, what would you say if someone asked you the same question in Germany? I think I'd say um, I grew up in Berlin, but my parents are Italian and American. It usually starts with the country I'm in, right? So, like, I guess if I'm in the U.S., so sometimes I'll just say I grew up in Germany. Right. And then they're like, oh, are you German? And I'm like, no. So. Oh, and then, like, all those questions. Yeah, I can relate 100%. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure you can relate. Yeah, it's just one of those things where you don't want to unload all this information onto someone, but it's also not a straightforward question. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Does the answer... So if someone would ask you, where is your home, would your answer change? Or is that kind of the answer you would give to oh, that as well? That's interesting. Because I think a question that's often asked in the U.S. is, like, um, what's your hometown? Or, like, where did you grow up? Something like that. And then I honestly just, like, alternate between Italy, whatever, you know, my city in Italy. Cremona is the city in Italy. Um, okay. Or Berlin. So it de- it really depends. Whatever I'm feeling. I can relate to this so well. So sometimes, I, I mean, I guess, where is your home? I used to always say, like, my home is kind of where my parents are because that's literally where all my things are, you know? Like, my home kind of traveled with my parents. Um, but kind of asking where are you from I is the hardest question I've I ever have to answer. So hard. And home home is also interesting. I mean, I don't know if you have this experience, but it's like it kind of makes me sad that I don't have like an easy answer to say. You know, it's like where is home for you? Like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, is it because I don't have one or is it because I have like ten of them, you know? Like so um I yeah. think it really depends on perspective. Definitely. No, it, it's that like it was I think I would mention this as well in like an earlier podcast where it's like it, it feels like both a blessing, but also, you know, a quote unquote curse because it's nice to not have a home because you have a home everywhere. Not, you know, I have a home where my grandparents are in China. I have a home where my family is in Germany. But at the same time, it's like, oh, I wish, you know, there was like an easy like there was this one place that I could say my things are my families are, you know, everything is like this one bubble. I remember when I was little the wish that I always had is that my whole family, like my whole universe would be living on the same street. Cause I was so angry that I couldn't see my grandparents every now and then I could only see them once every few, you know, months because they lived so far away. And I always wanted my home to be like the street where all my family was living in. I relate (laughs) (laughs) so much. Um, so yeah, kind of looking back now. So we are adults, obviously, and we are now trying to kind of figure out like what our path is and also understand the path that kind of brought us where we are now. Um, how do you think being kind of from all these different places has benefited you, but also how has it made things harder? Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely benefited me a ton. I think it's a privilege to have been able to travel and have had just been had the experience of living in different places um, with such ease too because you know I didn't I never had to apply for a visa I always kind of was able to move to the places and um, experience life there for myself and have the choice to leave if I wanted to Mm. Um, so that's always something that is is truly incredible and I think I mean most people can't experience that or don't and um I think it also provides like a different perspective on life as well, because I think you just kind of grow up with this mindset of, you know, of the world being an interconnected big place with like different, different types of people, different languages, different ideologies, um, which you might not have if everything you know is from one place. Mm. 
So those are all things I think that help benefit me. Um, and in terms of, it's made things hard. I think, I mean, the hardest thing is honestly like kind of wanting that home experience that we were just talking about. Like, I think it would just be nice if <laughs> I, I had an answer to that question for myself of like, where am I from? Because it just, it, it feels kind of scattered. Um, that's sort of more on like a personal level. Um, but I don't think it hurts in any other way. I think mm. we can only grow if we have more experiences in, in different places, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like having this sort of background somehow in any way influenced your identity finding? Because I can imagine, especially when you're young and in a country that where you don't speak the language and where you become a bit shy because you're scared of like speaking a language not perfectly or something. I'm just wondering if you feel like looking back that in some way kind of affected or influence, not affected, your identity? That is so interesting, because you just made me think of um, this, just this interaction I had. One of my, one of our family friends who's Italian, later on, she, she made some comment of like, you know, when you were living in Germany, like I, you were different, like, you weren't the Matilda that we knew, or something like that, like something pretty Mm. intense, which, um, which I, I do remember at the time, I feel like I really didn't know who I was when I was living there for Mm. especially the first few years, because there were so many new things. And I just know that when I moved to the U.S., I don't know what kind of how long that lasted. You know, it's like hard to look back on your life and trying to pinpoint when these things happen. But I know that when I moved to the U.S., I was me again. Oh, wow. Like feeling like myself. Yeah. Oh, so interesting. But yes, one of the other questions I have is obviously, again, we're becoming adults, we are, you know, trying to find our path. And I'm really curious to know whether or not your background, your international background has in any way influenced your career choice. It doesn't have to be something that influenced it right now, you know, as you're starting your career or whatever, but more like, you know, has it influenced your choice of studies? How did it influence, you know, your choice of like choosing where to work? Yeah, I mean, I think my choice of studies were actually was happening before I moved to the U.S. because I I knew I wanted to study in the science field. I was really interested in neuroscience and mental health, psychology, and I knew that there a lot of U.S. universities and research institutes were really strong in this. So that was also like a big plus point for me as I was applying to universities that um, I both just really wanted to live in the U.S., but I think also for the things I wanted to study, I felt like it was a very strong place to um, start building that foundation of knowledge. And I think since I've graduated and since I've been working, um, so I think rather than influencing like, like where I'm working, I'm more concerned about closing doors that would prevent me from being able to move back at some point. Mm. Um, or, or prevent even just more, more generally, like prevent me from being able to move somewhere else. Um, I do think that, I mean, I think what the career path I've chosen is generally like, it's in research. So I think that, you know, most countries have institute, most countries I might want to move to someday have opportunities there. But I also am very conscious about, um, like if I did want to move, I that I could, I guess. Yeah. So you're you're conscious about keeping your doors doors open and making sure that none of the decisions you make, and in any way, kind of close the door that you could potentially go through. 
Um, and that's something that I really relate to as well. But yeah, and another question that I had was being that, you know, and this is one of the last questions before we do the fire questions. So yeah, obviously like part of this podcast is to also kind of help people that might have struggles with fitting in or finding their home. Um, and because you mentioned that, you know, especially when you were in the U.S., you know, the first two years, you really tried to make a conscious effort to fit in. Um, I would be really curious to know what would be your go-to tip for someone struggling to fit in. What is the one thing that people can do um, to to really get acquainted with the country that they're living in? I mean, I spent a lot of time just kind of like listening to people around me. Like, what are the types of things people talk about here? Like, how do they act? You know, uh, what things are funny? Like, it just just kind of just paying attention to all these things initially. And then um, I think, I mean, I don't want to say like I was like copying what other people did because I don't think that's what it was. But I think I think I just like adapted myself into those social situations, I guess is how I would say. Mm, yeah, no, that makes 100% sense. All right, Matilda, that was all the questions that I had. And as always, I love to end this podcast with fire questions. So you have just a few seconds to answer it. And there are three questions in total. And the first one is pasta or duna? <laughs> that is actually very hard. I actually think duna. Duna? Oh my goodness. Yes. No, I, 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 I remember some really good duna nights <laughs> that we yes. had together. If I could just have one meal, like from you know, like tonight, like it would be dirna. It wouldn't be pasta, you know? <laughs> that is true. Although pasta is a really nice kind of comfort food as well. Would you eat actually, would you actually eat a lot of pasta as a kid? I never really asked you this. I, I don't, yeah, like a, a decent amount. Fascinating. Okay, so question number two, Milan or Berlin? Berlin, 100%. <laughs> Berlin, oh yay. And then question number three, if you could move or if there was one city that you could move to next, what city would it be? Hmm. So I'm actually very curious about Madrid. I only spent a few days there, but I really loved it. Um, I think it would be a very interesting experience in general to move to Spain. And it's just like a city that I don't know a ton about, but like it, it has some kind of pull for me for whatever reason. Mm, fascinating. Yeah, if only we could go back to university and have like a semester exchange. I know. that. Yes, that is probably where I would go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the end of my podcast questions. Thank you so much for being on this podcast, Matilda. It's been a true honor. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Finding Home. We'll be back next week with another story from the third culture kid world.